Good afternoon, dear ladies and gentlemen. It's my pleasure to say welcome once again to you. Uh, it's my pleasure to introduce Jean-Marc van Geisegem to you, who has been working since 2001 at the Research Center on Information, Law and Society at the University of Namur, which is in the, Bel in the French-speaking part of Belgium, where he is now Director of Research after having been Head of the Research Unit Liberties in the Information Society from 2008 to 2016. Since November 2014, Jean-Marc has also been financial and executive manager of the Advanced Master in TIC and Cree's vocational trainings, JuriTIC, InfoSafe, DataSafe, and DocSafe. And he is a lecturer in the two last ones. So his specific focus of interest is inter alia also data protection and data protection law. Since 2018, therefore, he has also been appointed a data protection officer by the Brussels Health Network various social housing corporations, health institutions, and so on. And besides this, he has been working also as an independent legal expert and member of the Board of Practice at Superior Health Council of Belgium, and as an invited expert at the Superior Medical Council. He is frequently invited to present communications on data protection and e-health, and is author of several publications in the field, also member of an ethical committee in a Belgian hospital and deputy manager of the collection of Collection du Crid and holds a best clinical practices certificate. So he is a person focusing on, in particular, data protection and health data, in particular in academia, but also from a practical perspective. The reason why we know each other is that we work together in one of the early projects on, on health data and uh, health data protection somewhere in the early, early first years of uh, the 21st century. Um, I'm very pleased um, to say hello to you again, Jean-Marc. Thank you for taking the time. Um, and the first question is, how is life in Namur at the moment and how is life at the university in Namur at the moment? And hi, hi again. And thank you very much for the invitation. And, um, and our life, it's, um, it's um, going with COVID-19. And uh, we, we, the university is very, very empty because we have no student at the moment inside the university. And uh, it was, it starts uh, mid-March, then we have uh, a quarantine in, uh, in Belgium, starting from uh, March 13 until end of, uh, of June for the universities. And then we, we, we really had to change our way to teach because we, we switched from uh, auditorium to, um, to e-learning and we, we have to, to, to learn how to teach at distance, that was a very, very big challenge for us and for the students also, because it was, a, for both parts, it was a challenge. Yeah, so to start with, uh, before, before uh, this uh, crisis, the typical law studies in Belgium needed five years, correct? Yes, it's, it's two or three bachs with bachelors and uh, two masters. Yes, and it was just like in many other European uh, European countries in the way that you did some kind of basic qualification in the first three years and then some kind of specialization in the in in the master's degree right yes indeed yes, yes. with min minor and, and major yes and this is as it was before obviously and then you start to practice uh, at court and if you want to become a lawyer what would you need to do and to start to be a attorney at law you need to be to to follow lessons at the at the bar where you are uh, you are a member 
and uh, you have one year of of courses besides the practice then you, uh, you you have a practice at the law firm yeah. and this practice it's uh, long for uh, three years and at the end of three years you can ask to be alternate law uh, plenty full yes, uh, yes. Of, the, of the bar okay and okay. if you want to become a judge the system would be very different or would it be the same now, often you you start as a alternate law and after that you have exams uh, yeah. and and you after the exams you have if if you are a 10 years old lawyer you you have you, you go from the exams until directly to to be judge and if you are less than 10 years if i remember well uh, you have a um, few years of practice before um, uh, being full uh, judge. Yeah, so the usual way would be to be a practicing lawyer first or a practicing yeah. advocate first and then go into into the uh, to, mm -hmm. into the judicial system. And yeah. an academic would do um, a PhD after the master and then would qualify as a junior professor or what would be the typical way for an academic? Okay, that's that's a typical way. Then you you start to to have a PhD. It's long from three to five years. It depends uh, the way you do your PhD. You you don't have to be full time at the university. You can be uh, part time. Some PhD uh, um, lawyers have a bit time and uh, and uh, doing PhD uh, for the other uh, time. And um, after that, you have uh, you can ask to be professor and if of course it's it's free of of uh, of teacher you, you you ask and you you, mm. you have a kind of um not exam so you have a, a jury doing uh, the choice and uh, you start teaching and you have you have charge de cours um, mm. at the university and after a few years you can get the, the, the title of of professor which means that there is no second book required uh, to become a professor. You write your PhD, then you you pass uh, or you you convince this uh, selecting committee that you are the right candidate, and then yes. you and then you start working. Which means that academics can be relatively young when they enter the career. Correct. Indeed, indeed, it depends how how are the the how the posts of the teaching post are free or not, you know, yes. are available or not. And then we, we have some teacher um, who are 35 years old, indeed. Mm -hmm. And and how open is the system for, for example, for a judge wanting to become an academic or for an academic wanting to become a practicing lawyer? Is that, Would that be a standard way to do your career or would that be an exception? Oh, it's it's not an exception at all. It's it it it's very frequent to have a teacher, a full professor, being uh, advocates beside that. Yes. Or even yes. I know it's it's less frequent for the judge because uh, to be judge it takes a lot of time. It's time consuming. It's it's not very easy to be both. But it's we have some judge doing also an academic career. Yeah, and so which means that you are doing both for now quite some time you are not an exception it's more the standard model i would even call it right yes um, yes yes it's mm -hmm. it's as, as, as a researcher we 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 often be we are often both researchers or director of research and um doing uh advocate or, or something like that yeah 
Okay, and that means that something like the COVID-19 situation must have been an exceptional problem because of the additional workload in both fields, right? So yeah. I would, yeah. So how, how did you manage this? Simply work the double amount of time or? or, or? Uh, we, we mainly, we, we, we try to, um, um, to do our best to change or to give as much as we could um, lessons to the students. Uh, and, uh, and we, we try to, um, to, to build um, a discussion online with the students and giving lessons. And, uh, but it was time consuming. Then we, we spent the weekend and evening to, uh, to prepare this kind of switch, uh, okay. one model to another. And besides that, uh, we, we get a reduction of work at the level of, of justice uh, because all of the, um, the audiences were suspended. Mm -hmm. Then we, we did we, we, we didn't have to go to the courts. We did we didn't have any uh, any audience. It, it was we get more time from one side from the justice side, and we use that that this this um, uh, this time to 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 put it on on academic work. Yeah, perhaps let's uh, uh, very briefly go to the justice system. So the uh, there was a complete lockdown of of the judicial system in 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 Belgium uh, between yes. March and is it reopened now or how is the situation at the moment? Uh, no, it's it's partly reopened. Then we have some audience um, where we we go physically. Uh, to the courts and some um, courts used um, um, uh, a distance system, uh, which is um, uh, Webex. I th it's Webex. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we do, um, we, we discuss with, with the court at distance, which is not very easy because uh, uh, we lose a part of, of our, our way to, to speak and to speech. Uh, before the court, but we have both system, and uh, and some audience more many audience were uh, postponed to uh, September and October. Then we will have uh, we'll have tough months at the beginning of the new judicial uh, year. Mm -hmm. And did you need to change the law in order to allow to use Webex, or was that already foreseen before the crisis? Yes, we, we had new laws um, and we have few. Um, it's, it were not laws because we, the parliament give uh, full power to the government. Then we have a, a special decree. Uh, and what we call in Belgium, it's Arete Royal. It's a royal decree. And we, they have to change the way. Um, normally, we, we go at the courts to, to discuss and, and to, uh, uh, to present the case. And, and the... Um, right in way it's the exception and with the new system we we switch uh, and we, we inverse the principle and the, the principle were writing system and the audience was totally an exception mm. and that was uh, the way used by the one was the, the royal decree to change the system and to introduce the use of webex um, to, to avoid any uh, any public um, audience. Okay, and is this now the new normal, or is this just a provisional measure until autumn? It was a provisional um, measure. Then we we start, and now we, we see that we, we we start 
to have public audience and we, we, we come back to the last, to the past situation. So the expectation, uh, expectation would be that in autumn something, everything is more or less as it was before March or will there be any changes? Or it's it unclear. depends. Uh, it depends on the COVID nineteen. How it it will. Uh, if we, we we have a new a new quarantine or a new uh, high elevation of uh, of COVID nineteen, we I think we, we we come back or we we continue the new system with the Webex. Uh, if not, we 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 switch we, we switch again uh, in the last in the previous situation. Yeah, so if Belgium has the choice, the choice would be to return to the old system and not I to... Guess. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and is this also true for the teaching situation at universities? That's... it's... Um, um, we, we don't know yet. Uh, for sure, next year will be um, will be very special because now we are, we are taking measures for next year and we'll have a mix between e-learning and uh, lessons um physical lessons mm. and uh, and we have to change our way to teach then we i think we have more uh, papers to write uh, we are more um uh, less typical evaluation and uh, usually in belgium you have exams you have one session of an exam and uh, you have to present the, ma the matter you, you studied and now I think we, we switch more and more to doing um, a work to, to write a paper, to write a, an essay uh, on a mm. specific And I think next year will be in this kind of, uh, of philosophy. Then we'll have two thirds of the courses uh, of the lessons uh, online and one third on physical uh, lessons more turning more around debates and discussion or maybe uh, doing more deep analysis of some um, points uh, analyzed analyze during the e-learning part. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the impact on Belgium must be specifically high because you have this tradition of having all the exams at the end of the year, right? So students yes. normally are expected to, to go through a period of two weeks where they have an exam more or less every day. Uh, and that's how did you organize this this year? So then um, we we switch from uh, we we put some systems online. Then we we add um, on uh, we use Teams, for example, without doing any uh, publicity on the system. But we 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 add um, uh, oral exams using. Uh, Teams or Zoom or, or any other kind of, of system. And we have um, writing exams, then we, we put the exams online at a certain moment, and all the exams have to be put uh, in the uh, repository at a certain time at, uh, at the latest. Then we, we, we try to, to give only the time needed for the exams to avoid any cheating and, and so on. Uh, and some system also used uh, uh, anti-cheating um, system, which is using the camera to to check um, if the, the, the student was alone and, and and so on. But it, it was more critic. Uh, it was we had more criti very many criticism about this system of anti-cheating because it was sometimes it was seen as a, as doing a, a inversion into privacy of the students. 
And uh, still it was used or are there any, any cases pending about this or was it, uh, or, I mean, uh, th these privacy issues are quite common in these proctored exam systems. And, and that was one of the reasons why, for example, they were not used uh, in, in many of the Austrian universities I'm aware of. But yeah, Namur used them, although there were those uh, questions mm -hmm. of data protection. No, in, in Namur, we, we didn't use these specific systems and we, okay. we didn't use it because we, we found other, other manner to, to, to evaluate the students to avoid any privacy issues. We, we didn't want to start any discussion with the student because it was, we had too short time to, to prepare the discussion and to, to, dis, to, to expone the system to the students and we, we prefer to, to, to switch to an, another system uh, okay. more secure. So two questions on this. The first one is, uh, do you think that everything worked properly or do, do your colleagues and you think that uh, the, uh, the exams were taking uh, a direction that was acceptable? And second question, are you, uh, you are not considering to keep it like this, if I understood you correctly, right? To do exams remotely. So you also want to return to a system where you, if you can, you, you do the written exams in presence on campus. Um, for the first question, I think, and we have the feeling it works quite well, and we, we, we had quite good return feedback from, from, the, from the students. Uh, they were afraid at the beginning. We had some troubles, for sure, but we tried to, um, to give also um, some rules for the students to allow them to do exams at the university. Then we, we, we made uh, we make available some computers because some students didn't have any connection, internet connection. And then we tried to reduce as well as we, we could um, the technical issues. Um, and we, we didn't have a bad feedback from the students. And for, for the second question, I, I'm not sure we, we, for my part, at least for my courses, I, I, I will change my way to, to, to make exams. I, I think we, we have to think about the best way to, to, to evaluate the student. And I found that uh, making works, papers, was a good way to see if they understood the matter or not. Hmm. It was more uh, flexible for the students. It was more flexible for us also. And I think the student was less stressed about the exam and and the result was quite good uh, then I, I found that it, it's it's work it works well and uh, it allow more flexibility for both teachers and, and and students and do you have any feedback from the students did the students respond on the system in a positive way or did they criticize that it's more challenging or more random about the outcome um, we didn't we didn't ask exactly precisely the, the question but we didn't have any bad feedback and and when we see the results they were quite good they, they were even better than, than than through the normal way to uh, to evaluate and i i didn't see any uh, cheating and we we didn't we didn't see any plagiarism. Uh, uh, in the, the exams, and I think it works quite well because they had few hours to do to respond to a case. With we 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 write a, we wrote a case, 
and we we asked them uh, to to work on it during three two year, uh, two three year, uh, three hours and I, I think it's it's less stressing uh, than the usual way to uh, uh, to ask questions yeah and was Namur completely alone in deciding all this or was there some kind of joint approach of all Belgian universities um, all university decided its way to 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 switch from uh, before COVID and, and after COVID, so during COVID. But we, we see that the system were quite always the same because we, we are not a, a, a big choice of systems to, to, to do the e-learning or uh, uh, e-assessment online. Mm -hmm. sure. and, but there was not a, 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 a common um, polit policy for, for all universities. Yeah, is there some kind of competition between the universities taking or the law schools now taking place on which one is better in adapting to the new situation, or or is that not really important? Not so far, not so far. But I think we, to have an answer to this question, we 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 have to wait uh, the beginning of next year, I think, mm -hmm. because now it's too fresh and we we don't have any feedback on this specific question. But the question is very good. Because it, it might raise competition between the university, yeah. for sure. Students are free to decide where to apply, correct? Yes, so they, yeah. indeed. Okay. Indeed, yes. And it's important for a university to have enough students, obviously. So there is some competition in principle um, between universities. Of course, yes. The competition yeah. is quite high because uh, each student has um, a, low, a low budget <laughs> to the university. Um, and, and then more students you have, more money you have, you get from the government. Yeah. And yeah. the government is very high. How many students does Namur have in law normally, in a normal year? Uh, at the, in the first year, we have uh, around 500 students. 500. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then you have to, I think, we are around 1,000, maybe 1,000 students for the whole three years. Because in, in Namur, we have only three, the three first years. In order that they go to another university mm -hmm. and they may come back uh, to Namur for the um, advanced master if they want. Yeah, let us talk a little bit about the master that you offer. So the, the master that you personally offer is one that I would call IT law in a way, right? So it's, uh, it's dealing with uh, uh, data protection, intellectual property, e-commerce, etc. I assume. Yes, indeed. Yes. Indeed, yeah. um, so is this um, is is this master one, I would also assume is one of those that profit from the situation as it is at the moment, because it becomes more obvious that those topics are important, right? Uh, yes. Yes. It, well, yeah. you know, we, 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 we gain student, I think, also uh, when the GDPR starts to yeah. enforce, because data protection and IT was uh, coming in force, I think it was coming at the backwards of, of the stage. Uh, and we, we also serve for the security aspects of the IT, uh, mm -hmm. because we have also, we have courses on, on, on law, but also a big lessons uh, courses on um, um, computer science. And uh, we, we, indeed, we, we gained from the COVID-19 situation. Yeah. And um, uh, do, do they need to pay for the master or is it for free? 
but they have to pay what we we call a, a minerval and we they, they have to pay i, I think it's 900 euro per year and okay. the government spends um, it's it's we have money from the government for each student as we have for the uh, master and baccalaureate yeah so it's a relatively small amount of money yes, that students indeed. need to invest right indeed, okay yes. So that means that if you if you were a young student today, or if you needed to recommend something to a young student today, you would probably recommend a master such as yours, but in particular to to do some more specialization before entering the labor market after the master. Would oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yes, for sure. Because we, we I think the low studies are so huge. Before it was it was some matters and it was. It could seem easy. Could seem easy to to study all the law and to be a, a general um, lawyer. But now we have to be specialized for sure. Yeah. Okay. It's a mandatory to 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 get a, a job. Yeah, and uh, our field, I would call it, is one of those growing, right? So we 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 may suggest this to students because we are convinced that it will be at least uh, equally important in the near future yes um, yeah uh, and and uh, one of the one of the pillars that that people like us are working on is in how far legal work can be automized automatized uh, and substituted by machines uh, is this something you see some progress because of the COVID-19 situation at the moment so that the legal system needs to become more efficient and therefore more uh, uh, machine readable, I would even call it. Yes. Do, do you see this as a trigger? But I think um, COVID accelerated um, this way to work, to use uh, AI uh, in the justice. But, but we, it's more an help. We, it helps us to find similar situation in the case laws and so on. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a phen phenomenon we, we, we see, we have seen for many years now uh, and COVID-19 has also has only a role of accelerating the, the way to work. Yeah, so your your um, summary of the situation as it is at the moment would be COVID-19 hasn't changed anything significantly but it has increased the speed of change. Yes, for me that's my point of view but it also raises uh, real issues uh, and for my part of data protection uh, researcher we we see that's a big um, tension between um, public health and and uh, and data protection and that was a big discussion even at the level of the university saying we we we, we don't all agree on the concept of um of uh, tracing uh, people uh, working um uh, during the covid 19 crisis because they, they found it was um, some people and some academic found it was uh, too um, invasive in the privacy and other academics found it was a normal way to, to, to try to fight the COVID-19. And you see that it, it really, it, it was a big, big debate in, uh, in, in, in the universities. Yeah, and do, do you have a working tracing app in, in Belgium at the moment? And are no. people... No, you don't. No, we, but we have a discussion because we um, the government um, put a, um, a project of law doing a, a, with a tracing system application. It, it should be for next September. 
that's the provision we have. September. But I don't, I'm not sure it will work because there is a real um, adversity from the public uh, on, on using this application. And the adversity comes from data protection restraints or, or questions of data protection? Is yes, privacy and data protection. That's yes. really, they're afraid of the use of the data afterwards. Um, they, they, they don't want to, 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 they don't want to have a switch from the tracing application to a tracking application. Mm -hmm. If they don't want to be under control from the government to see where they go, where th what they do. And that's the big issue we, we face. And, and therefore, there is a project of law in the pipeline, but that is not advanced yet. And it's going to... No, we, we, are, we are waiting uh, for, for discussion now. Wow, but that's, if I may say, uh, relatively late, because September is then already, uh, I mean, seven months after the outbreak of the, of the yeah. pandemic. And, oh. Yes, but it, it was too slow, uh, because but that's due to the fact that we... we uh, the government didn't know what to do with, with this application and I think they, they were waiting for the experience from the other countries and we see that in France it's not working very properly. Uh, there's no success about this application because it's voluntary mm -hmm. and, um, and I think in Switzerland it's not working very well also then. You know the problem is this application can be very um, good if or can be efficient if you have 60% uh, of the population using it. And now we, we are not reaching such a, a percentage in the other countries. That's all the discussion we have. Yeah, that's quite similar in, in, in many countries as far as I see it. Uh, it's interesting that you say uh, that, you, you, that you give reference to France and Switzerland because obviously those are also French-speaking countries. Uh, and uh, my perspective is mainly uh, into the German-speaking countries, and the the the, uh, the difference between the Austrian and the and the German approach. And and obviously, one of the similar topics there is in how far that should be made on a voluntary basis or compulsory. And mm -hmm. both countries at the moment are of the opinion that it needs to be voluntary. Um, and at least Germany is having quite some success in in convincing a significant amount of uh, the population. So it's more than 14 million or 15 million people, I think now, which is an, a significant part, but it's far away from 50 or 60% of, uh, of the population, obviously, also there. And I'm not aware of any country where a voluntary system ever made it to such numbers of um, acceptance anywhere yes. in the world. That in, indeed. But all the, decision, the, the, the discussion was about do we have to have a, a voluntary system or not? Mm -hmm. uh, do, do we say that uh, public health it's, it's, it's more important for the moment to the privacy? And I think there's another big issue, it's the lack of transparency from the, from the government. At least in, uh, in, in, in Belgium, they, we don't know exactly what they will do with the data. And, and then we are waiting now the, um, uh, the result of a task force on, on this application. And normally it should be more clear on the real purpose of the application saying the, the data will be erased after 15 days because it's not more used after 15 days for the tra tracing of, of uh, COVID-19. But it's 
I think we 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 look forward to a, a, a big good communication from the government. Yeah. Two questions on this, Jean-Marc. The first one is, in how far is this a debate that is that is given on a national level, meaning on in the French and in the Dutch-speaking part of the country, or is are there in reality two discussions on this? Uh, and the second question, uh, in how far, what is the role of academia in this? Uh, so, per, people like you, are you an independent voice to be heard in this political debate, or is it more uh, that you need to choose either to be a politician or an academic or a practicing lawyer. Um, so, for example, are, are, are professors represented in this committee that you mentioned, or is this only um, uh, um, people from the political system that participate? So, first question, language, question mark, second question, academia, question mark. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's a national discussion. Um, but we we are hearing more the French-speaking people. I, I think it's uh, you know French-speaking people are more Latin than we 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 have. Um, how to say um, we put forward the privacy and we and, and we um, and I don't agree with that because I think sometimes privacy should give a little space to the public health. But what we see, it's, uh, it's a major discussion of privacy, it's, uh, it's, it's the right, with a, it's a big right, and then it's over everything. And in north of Belgium, I, I have the impression that they are, uh, they are ready to give some place to the public health and to mm. this kind of application. Uh, but it's not, it's not a fragmentation of the discussion. It's more, uh, um, a feeling I have from the discussion we, we, we have in, in, in Belgium. And, and <laughs> both, uh, they, some academics are um, in, in these task forces and so on, uh, but they are like experts and they, are, they, they don't have to work for the politics. They, they give their advice to try to find the best solution uh, to fight the COVID-19. It's it's they they work for the politics, but with the um, independency of an academic. And that's very important, and I think it's important also for the population to know that it's in this kind of groups. It's not only policy politics. They are also experts, academic, working working like an independent um, person. But of course, some academics are also are doing also politics, and they work for, for the politics for sure. Mm -hmm. Both situation. Yeah. Okay. And but I think we, we have to be neutral. We have to 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 show both sides of the situation, and and in in give um, uh, some some uh, solution or at least highlight some solution uh, to the situation. But when it comes to tracing up the solution uh, from an academic point of view, I mean, that can only be uh, after something was established, right? And uh, if you are still in the debate of uh, whether or not uh, something uh, should enter the scene, uh, there's not too much room for academics to 
to, to make things possible then, right? Uh, if they don't exist. Um. That, that's the problem. That's, we, I think with the with, uh, um, social network, we, we, we have some voice now. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can say that. It's, uh, we use um, the social network to, to try to, to, to speak about a, a system and to, to give our point of view about the situation. And I have the feeling that we have, it's a way to, to, to give some, um, some power to our academic uh, point of view, which is better than before. Yeah, so you think that the position and the attractiveness of uh, academic work has, uh, has won because of the crisis? So is, it, is, is our expertise more requested than it was requested before COVID-19? I have the, I have this feeling yes I have this feeling because we um, they, I think the politics see that our uh, knowledge can be um, uh, can, can be important for the population because it gives it gave a, it gives a, um, a sense of independency which is obviously needed uh, to fight um, the fear of the population about any uh, technologies. Mm -hmm. So if you were young today, would you recommend a young student to become an academic in Belgium? Or, or would you recommend another way to, or a, a, another set of priorities to follow? It, it depends um, um, the way he wants to follow. Um, I think um, the work of academics is very specific. And it's, um, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a work we request um, to um, to restart always with thinking about issues. You know, it's uh, you are always challenging yourself when you are academic because you have to be sure that you give um, a, a totally independent point of view, but also an up-to-date point of view. And that's it's not for everyone. Uh, some people want to, to be in the fight, if I can say. Um, they, they, they want to be a journalist law advocate because they are more in, in, the, in the immediate action. Academic, it's more on the long-term long action. In it, but it's, it's, for me, academics is very important to, uh, to, to give the inputs needed uh, for the population. And do you think that the Belgian system is successful in attracting uh, the right people for academic lives or are there any deficiencies that would need to be corrected? Oh, we have very deficiencies in Belgium because we don't have any more money for the research. And that's the big, big problem, we, we, the big issue we face because um, j just now the FNRS, which is a uh, research um, uh, in, in, in Belgium, they didn't could uh, nominate new researchers because of a lack, a lack of, uh, of money. And that's a big, big issue. And if we, we don't have researchers, we, do, we won't have academics. And then I don't know, I, I am, we are all afraid about the future. Uh, because where, will, where are we going? We, we reduce money, we reduce, yes, um, budget for the, for the research and the research is needed 
in the in the society and that's a big big fear we have and you try to convince politicians that they should change the the way that funding is distributed among universities or or do you try to attract uh, third parties to fund universities so do more of industry finance research or what would be the the strategy that uh, you would recommend to follow i will recommend more um, um, a budget coming from the politics and from the government that's the role of the government also the role of the states and, and it it will give you also um a, a way to be independent in your research because the risk of being uh, paid by the industry it's 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 a risk of losing your independency you know when, when you are paid by 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 the government you can work on your way and you you have no uh, limits in your in your research that's i think it's a, it's 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 a big advantage we we can have from this kind of of uh, uh of budget yeah, and is it realistic that the financial situation of the universities will become better now? I would expect uh, the, the contrary, probably, because of the financial crisis coming with COVID-19, resources will probably decrease and not increase. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a problem we will we, we face in a in few, uh, few months. And that we have to be very, very conscious about that. Uh, we don't know where we are going from a budgetary uh, situation. Uh, we 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 lost at least the states of Belgium as, as well from uh, of the other states. We lose money and money, and and we have to find money somewhere to 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 finance politics and and university. I don't know where we will find it. That's uh, a really issue and, and problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that. That is not too optimistic to see. I I completely no. agree with you. But I guess in Austria, it's, you you face the same um, fear. I guess it's uh, it's a fear of in all countries we we have. Yeah, yeah. Indeed, yeah, indeed. And I I mean one of the uh, uncertainties that you already mentioned is how how the situation will look like in in September or October. Also on a day to day basis at the universities and mm -hmm. the the I I would say the standard model that I see in many countries is very similar to what you are doing, which is this hybrid model of um, getting uh, some of the students on campus and 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 teaching the rest uh, remotely. Uh, how would you prioritize the students to come to campus? Is it mainly first-year students that you will have? Yes, we 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 will prioritize those students because it's 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 already it's hard to start university because a big change between uh, school and university. Then we have to uh, to keep them at university and to to teach them how to manage this change. And I think it it can be very difficult online. And then we, we, for sure, we if if we have to make a choice, it will be it will be in 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 first the first year and another the second and third years. Jean-Marc, thank you for all this. Uh, is there anything uh, you want to add, or anything that I should have asked you in addition? No, I think we 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 we, we went around 
the we situation do, yeah. at the University and Justice. And thank you very much again for the invitation. It was thank you, Jean-Marc, so much. Uh, I really appreciate your time. And uh, let's hope that uh, the picture will not be as dark as we saw it at the end, but that there will be some light in September or October. And yes, we can be a, a little bit optimistic and see yeah. the lights and not the dark yeah, side. Indeed, indeed. So thank you for your time. Thank you to our listeners for your time. Um, and stay safe and stay healthy and have a good evening. Thank you to all of you. Bye-bye.